0: Hello, therapists. Today we are joined by Stacey Hagan, a marketing and visibility coach. And our subject today is showing up and shining on social media. Thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Allie. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, I have to admit
0: that I am feeling like the timing of you coming on is really appropriate for me personally, because I lost access to all of my social media accounts, um, which, you know, many of my listeners and membership already know, but, um, it was pretty devastating. And I'm just now like, I lost indefinite access to everything. I got hacked and, um, he, the hacker, I say he could have been a, she, um, posted, uh, child pornography. And so like completely gone. Everything's gone. And so I'm starting from scratch now on all of my social media platforms and I'm finding it really difficult to get excited. And I think it's because I feel like I lost so much work, but I'm just excited that you're here. I'm hoping that, you know, you can help personally reinvigorate me for the social media cause and inspire
1: our listeners as well wonderful i'll do my best and you're not the first person i heard that this has happened to there's like so much of this going on um it's just i guess it kind of speaks to the fact why we don't want to put all our eggs in the social media basket as for well sure. Right? for sure for yeah. sure yeah yeah
0: i know i've i've seen a few friends and acquaintances also who've had it happen too recently and i think you know it also speaks to being careful about what you're clicking on and and not moving too quickly i know in my case i was just i was between massage sessions and i you know i have this routine when i'm between the sessions of like going through my text going through my email going through facebook instagram like all doing it very quickly and um it was in that quick moment of just trying to you know catch up on everything in those few minutes that i had that i clicked on something i shouldn't have and so just you know having that awareness that there's there's people out to get you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And even um being able to be really as intentional as possible with social media, you know. So carving out, <clears throat> and I'll mention this as well, carving out specific time to focus on it um can also help negate some of that. Well, yeah, it can it can help make sure you're you're focused only on social media for that half an hour or even 10 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. I know we're all multitasking. Like I always have Facebook open in the back. So um you know just doing what we can to mitigate that stuff from happening
0: yeah well let's talk about the shine part let's not talk about the <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the showing up and shining let's talk about that <laughs> hey becca you want to start a podcast mm-hmm. a line with the massage business mama is the product of two massage school besties deciding to take a leap and try something new it's morphed it's shifted it's grown But at the core, it's Allie, a massage business coach, and her occasional sidekick, Becca, two therapists committed to elevating the field. Could you just share a little bit about your background and how you got into being a marketing and
1: visibility coach and who you serve and all that good stuff? Yeah, yeah, great question. So I have been... uh basically a marketing and visibility coach, a business coach since uh, 2017. I got my coaching certification in 2015. And really the first two years I spent doing like a little bit of life coaching, a little bit of career, a little bit of business, trying to find my niche. But then I've really been focused on um, marketing and visibility specifically for holistic entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, those types of people for the past five years. And prior to that, my background was in corporate marketing. So I worked for a few, you know, really big companies in their marketing departments, marketing things that, you know, it wasn't crazy to market, <laughs> you know, wasn't excited to market, but um, it definitely learned a lot and prepared me for marketing. So once I got my coaching certification, I was able to blend the two. And yeah, and now I work with business owners, um, mostly in the early stages. Some are expanding, but they're often in the health, holistic, coaching, self-help world. Massage therapists. Yeah. Yes. I've had a couple of massage therapist clients as well, so Um, It's always a nice vibe that you guys bring. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) So obviously today we're talking about how holistic entrepreneurs like massage therapists like yourselves can show up and shine on social media. So today we're going to talk about how to show up and get visible on social media in a way that really honors your strengths, feels authentic, which social media doesn't always feel that way (laughs) and (laughs) attracts your dream clients because that's the whole purpose of social media, right? It's a big part of it is attracting your clients and growing your business. And I'm also an introvert, highly sensitive person and empath.
0: Stacy, I love, I love that you bring this up because I, I actually, this morning before we got together, I was thinking about this and I was wondering if you were an introvert because I I just had a feeling from our interactions that maybe you were. And I feel like many massage therapists are also introverts. And I feel like so much of the social media strategy that we are taught is really geared towards extroverts. So I, I, I love that you brought this in and I love that you're coming from that place because I think it'll really resonate with a lot of
1: us. Yeah, totally. And honestly, that's the one of the reasons why I share it. It's because you can be an introvert and still enjoy social media, still be good at social media, still put yourself out there. It really is just about finding the ways that work for you. And I think you're totally right. Like most of the definitely the social media coaches you see like 90% of them are definitely extroverts they're always like doing the dancing reels yes. <laughs> going live every day and and I don't I don't do all of those things mm-hmm. um, so we'll talk about a little bit how do you, like manage your time and energy which i think is like such a key piece for introverts and highly sensitive cuz usually if we can manage our own energy so we're not getting burned out we're not overtaxing ourselves. We're not taking on other people's energy online. It just becomes so much easier for sure. I love it. Cool. So what I've learned in the past few years is that the key to showing up on social media is really about finding a way that feels authentic and aligned with you while learning to manage your own time and energy. So you don't burn out. So the most important thing to remember is that this approach looks different for everyone. The way you show up on social media may be different than the way I do. And that may be different than the way that Amy Porterfield does, right? Everyone is going to have their own approach. So I'd love to know if you can relate to any of these statements. So these are like actual quotes from people I've worked with. So one person said, social media feels like a giant rabbit hole. Once I go in, I forgot why I was even there. How many times have you found yourself like opening the app? And then five minutes later, you're like, why, what was I here to do? Uh, Another person said, I hate social media, but I know I need to use it to run my business. And a third person said, I wish I could just do more of what I love. Coaching, healing, massage therapy, right? And not worry about marketing. So if you said, yes, you are like most business owners I work with, you want to spend more time doing what you do best, which is usually not marketing, which there's no shame in that and less time on what you don't. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how you can do that. So in order for your ideal clients to find you and work with you, you need to show up and be visible. Now there are a lot of ways to be visible, right? Social media is just one way, but it's really important to remember that if you wanna grow your business, if you wanna attract new um, new clients, if you want to expand, you will need to show up and be present in some way. And social media is a great avenue for that. So what if I told you that getting, getting visible online can help you build brand awareness, attract more clients and grow your business? And that it's possible to show up online as yourself in a way that feels authentic and attracts your people. By being willing to show up and truly put yourself out there in your business, which, yes, it requires you being vulnerable. It requires you showing up maybe when you're feeling self-conscious. It requires often pushing through some fear But by doing that, that is what will help you attract your people, do more of what you love and make that impact that you want to make. Okay. I just want to give you a quick overview of um, what I plan to cover today. So first, we're going to talk about how social media can help you grow your business. Then we'll talk about the role of social media within your marketing plan, and then creating a plan to make social media work for you personally. And the one mindset shift that can make it easier to show up online. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how using social media can help you grow your business. Because I think we all just see people talking about the importance of social media, but we might not think about, well, why, right? Why, why am I doing this? And I think anytime you're doing something in your business, it's good to ask yourself, why am I doing this? So you know your intention behind it. So if you're like many people, you started a business to do what you love, right? You became a massage therapist to do the thing you wanted to do. You probably had no idea how much you'd be required to put yourself out there or market yourself, right? And you probably also don't want to be an influencer. Most of us don't want to be influencers. We don't really care about going viral or any of that. We just want to grow our business, and show up in a way that's really aligned with who we are. So showing up online might make you feel like you need to be someone you're not. I think the comparison game is, you know, the most insidious trap we can get into online, thinking we need to emulate someone else or be like someone else. But the truth is that when you can be who you are, you will attract the people you are meant to serve and do more of the work you love to do. So here are a few reasons how being visible on social can help you in your business. So number one, it helps build brand awareness and helps you get known for what you do, right? And brand awareness just means that people are becoming aware of you as a massage therapist, aware of your massage business, right? You're building that brand awareness. It can also help you grow your following or audience. And this is especially important if you ever want to eventually scale. So, you know, as a one-on-one service provider of any type, you're going to max out on the hours you can serve clients, right? But at some point you might decide you want to do something else, right? Maybe you want to try something online or run a, a course or a program, and or even write a book, right? All of these things are benefited from you building your audience, which you can do on social media. Uh, It also helps you connect and engage with more of your ideal clients, right? So it's not just a one-way street. I think we often think of social media, it, it feels like shouting into the void, but ideally, it's a place for you to have connections and actual conversations, right? Whether it's in the comments or in the DMs. And I think that can be the most rewarding part of social media. Uh, and last but not least, social media can help you find potential partnerships and opportunities you wouldn't otherwise know about. So even, you know, even as an introvert, using social media, probably less than the average entrepreneur. I have met some of the best business partnerships online. I mean, in fact, Ali and I met in a Facebook. I was just thinking that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, if I think about it, like my, all of my best business friends I have met online and this is just, you know, it goes to show how you can connect with anyone online. There are people just like you looking for partnership opportunities. So Are you ready to hear how to make social media work for your business? Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the role of social media in your marketing, because I mentioned like it's a piece of the puzzle, but not the whole puzzle. And even thinking about, you know, the risk of getting hacked online or all of the things that can happen to us on social media. I mean, I've even heard people's accounts getting shut down for no reason and they, or, you know, their ad account suspended and they have no idea why. So you always want to make sure that you're looking at the larger strategy and seeing how social media fits in. So social media is a type of marketing, but obviously it's not the only type of marketing. It is part of an effective marketing and visibility strategy, but there's so much more. Okay, so a marketing strategy includes several different aspects. And I just want to give you this overview so you see how social media kind of fits into the picture. But if you have a marketing strategy, you want to include attraction strategies, which is methods you're going to use to attract clients and attract a new audience right? So social media is a great example of of an attraction strategy because when you show up on social media, you are hopefully getting in front of people that don't know who you are, right? But who could be your ideal clients. SEO is another form of an attraction strategy. So is podcast, guesting, hosting, in-person and online networking, summits and speaking engagements, workshops, events, Collaborations can be attraction strategies, referrals, PR, ads, and this list probably isn't even complete. So there are many forms of attraction strategies, and that's where social media falls. And that being said, you also want to have engagement strategies. So once you attract an audience, you attract a new lead, you want to have a way to engage with them. So engagement strategies can include things like email newsletters, webinars, events um, for your your community or list and community, right? So a Facebook group, um, anything that is a group that's bringing together your ideal clients. And then conversion strategies are the strategies that convert someone from a lead to a paying client. So a conversion strategy might be, you know, a specific promotion, doing launches, Uh, Sales calls, free sessions are examples of conversion strategies. And then there's also retention strategies. So once you get that paying client or customer, you want to retain them, right? Because it's so much more cost-effective to keep an existing client, so much easier to keep an existing client than get a new client. So you really want to focus on retention, which can include things like loyalty programs and discounts. But for the purpose of today, we are focusing on social media. Okay. And even social media is a big umbrella, right? Like there are so many social media platforms. Um, There are more than I've even listed here. I listed the top eight or 10, I think. So the most commonly used are, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Reddit, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I have a question. Do you use Reddit? I don't for my business. Yeah, I don't usually, although I have used it to um, see what people are talking about Uh and do for more of the research side.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I was out socially the other day and one of my friends was talking about how she has a little bit of a Reddit addiction and she spends her nights scrolling on Reddit and I never get on Reddit. So I I didn't really realize that it was still relevant.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's a totally different social media platform. I feel like, you know, TikTok and even Instagram, they're really focused on the, you know, short attention span, like whatever, five to 10 second videos and Reddit, there are full, you know, discussions that people are participating in. And Mm -hmm. it can almost feel like you're going into a different type of rabbit hole and, you know, it's possible to have more meaningful discussions there, I think, depending on your subject matter. Sure. Yeah. Good question. So there are tons of social media channels. You don't need to be on all of them. And I would never suggest that you try to be on all of them. So what I usually recommend is that you choose one to two platforms that you can consistently use. And maybe you just start out with one right? Even now I am using Facebook and Instagram and I'm just getting into Pinterest and you don't have to be using all the social media channels to be effective, to build your brand or your audience. So we just want you to know that. What you should consider when you're choosing your social media channels are, you know, which platforms do you enjoy engaging on, or already have a presence? Like, if you're already showing up on Instagram in a more personal way, maybe that's an easy, you know, platform you to platform for you to focus with your business. Um, if you, w- if it would be a steep learning curve for you to do TikTok, maybe it's not something you're going to do right now, right? You also want to think about the platforms that your ideal clients are likely to be on. And they're likely going to be everywhere, right? We're gonna talk a little bit more about how to find where they are. Uh, And then the platforms that are easiest to showcase what you do. And what I mean by that is, you know, if if you are a very visually oriented business, like you're a photographer or an artist, you're probably gonna gravitate towards Instagram or maybe Pinterest. If you, uh, love doing videos to talk about your work, or maybe, you know, I've worked with yoga teachers as well. If you want to show, you know, some aspect of the body, some stretch, um, some technique you have, then a video platform like YouTube might be best. So when you're thinking of, okay, what social media channels should I focus on? I want you to think about like the intersection here of where you like to hang out. Because if you don't like it, you're not going to show up there, right? So where you like to hang out and where your ideal audience is. So when you are choosing a platform, it's really important to know your strengths. So you might also think about the type of content you like to produce. Do you like to write? Do you like to do video? Do you like to record audio? And you might think of, okay, this is how I prefer to share content. Which platform is most conducive to that? Again, what social media channels are you already active on? And where do you enjoy connecting with people? You also want to know your audience. So this is where that ideal client avatar comes into play, knowing who they are, where they are, especially where they are online, and where they are seeking information on services like yours. So that's an important one to think about too, because there are some platforms, namely Instagram, where I think people get on and just scroll, right? They may not necessarily be looking to hire someone or to work with someone, they're more of, you know, exploring. And other platforms they might be using to actually seek out a provider, like Yelp, for example. So you want to think about that. And if you don't know your ideal client, I would spend some time getting clear on your ideal client. Even if you want to be open to serving everyone. I want you to think about like those key characteristics of the clients you love to work with. And And do you have, do you have suggestions on how
0: to find out where your ideal client hangs out?
1: Yeah, I think. um, So one way would be to think about the kind of demographics that your ideal client falls into But you could also survey your clients or go into Facebook groups that might have your ideal clients and ask them, you know, what, where, where are they hanging out online? What is their favorite social media platform? Yeah. If you have an email list, I would definitely ask them like in, in an email or in a quick survey.
0: I think, I think that's good. That's, that's, that would probably be my suggestion as well is to pull, pull those existing clients, especially the ones that represent really who your ideal client is.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. And, and a lot of times we can think of one per one or more people who are our ideal clients. That is the type of person you want to know as much as you can about, right. So you can find more of them. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah just knowing how all the platforms lay out. So YouTube still has the most users of any platform. TikTok is the fastest growing, especially with Gen Z. And Facebook and Pinterest are top four boomers at this moment. Uh, So, But all of this doesn't matter as much as considering who your ideal client is and where they're likely to hang out. Again, don't try to be on every platform. Choose one to two platforms and consistently show up. And then if you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I feel good about my presence here. I know what I'm doing. I have a strategy. I'm ready to branch out. Then you can add in another platform. So let's get into creating a social media plan that works for your business. So say that you've chosen your social media channels and you've chosen Instagram and Facebook to start. So whatever platform you're choosing, you want to ensure each of your accounts includes a strong, clear what I do statement, which is that bio statement. And I highly encourage you to make it more than, you know, like massage therapist in San Francisco Bay Area, right? Try to be as descriptive as possible, Uh, You also want to include your name and the name of your business. So, you know, my name is Stacey Hagan. My business is Create Coaching and Consulting. I want both on all of my social media profiles. So if someone searches for either, I will show up. You want that link to your website. So, you know, it's the, the link in bio or the link you can put on your Instagram. Make sure you're linking back to your site. Uh, location is especially important for local businesses. So make sure you're putting your location in there, the, the city that you're working and local contact information. Okay. That's like so important for local businesses. Also uh, a lot of the social media channels, Instagram for sure includes a book now or a reserve link. So you can have that on your Instagram bio. So someone could literally book an appointment from Instagram, if you would like that to happen. And then of course, a profile photo of you. So uh, a lot of times I see businesses try to get away with not (laughs) not showing their face, maybe just showing like, your storefront, or maybe your massage table, but you want to show your face because you are the person that will ultimately be serving the client in some way. Right.
0: And it's personal. It's massage is so personal that, you know, people want to see who they're working with. It helps establish that trust.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. And that's the thing with personal services. Yeah. Massage, yoga, estheticians, hairstylists, yeah, especially massage, because you're you are you are in an intimate container with the with the person for sure. Yeah. Uh, you also want to make sure that that information is consistent for each of your social platforms so that you're providing a consistent brand experience. So I just mean you don't want to be you know, I wouldn't want to be like saying I'm Stacy Hagen. I'm a sales coach on one platform and then create coaching is, uh, you know, life coach on another, right. You want to just be very consistent and make sure you're sharing consistent information across your bios. Okay. Let's talk about deciding what to share on social media, because this is often where people get hung up, uh, knowing what to say and share. I usually hear people say like, you know, who cares what I have to say, or this person has already said it. This person with you know, a big following has already said it. Why should I say it? But this goes back to you building your brand and you attracting your people because your your right fit clients want to hear it from you. Okay. And so that's why it's so important to show up and share in a way that feels authentic to you so what can also help you here is creating that plan so we're going to talk about creating content pillars creating an idea bank so basically a bank of ideas so you never run out of things to say creating an actual content plan and then automating your content wherever possible and that alone can save you so much time and energy so what do you say the Content sweet spot is really what's between your clients. So I want you to think about, you know, in regards to your business, your ideal clients situation, problems, desires. So for you, you know, maybe, and their situation could be anything, right? Maybe they are a busy working mom and they just need more time for themselves or self care. Uh, Maybe they're, uh, you know, an athlete and they need, you know, time to repair their body, right? You want to think about their situation, their problems, maybe stress is the problem. Maybe it's a physical problem, like a sore neck. Maybe it's a problem of not enough me time, right? And you want to think about their desires, what they really want. Well, they want to feel better, right? They want to know that what they choose, who helps them to feel better will actually work for them. So you really want to dig into this for your specific ideal clients. And then you also want to make sure that you are sharing um, information, inspiration, and connection type posts that connects you with your clients here. So, by far, one of the easiest, one of the ways to make social media easier for you is to focus on content pillars. And content pillars, you may have heard of this before, but content pillars are basically the categories of content that reflect your specific areas of expertise. They are like the big buckets um, where all, you know of your ideas can fall. So I have an example here. So for me, my content pillars, are, you know, general business, marketing, mindset, messaging, visibility. So, usually everything I post falls into one of these five buckets. And then if you, for example, are a health coach, your buckets might be something like nutrition, fitness, mindset, and stress management. If you're a massage therapist, I just put this together. Um, you might focus on the types of massage and benefits of each. You might focus on the benefits of movement or stretching, or the common issues or focus areas, stress management, or anything else. Right. This is just to kind of get your um, the wheels turning, get the creative
0: juices flowing. Yeah.
1: And if you're wondering about, you know, what should your pillars be, think about the main things that you help your clients with. Right. What are those main things or what are the key pain points that your clients come to you for? I mean, you could even have like common issues, focus areas. Maybe it could be like neck pain, TMJ, uh, low back issues. You know, think about the common things that you are addressing with your people. So your content pillars should relate to the topics on which you serve clients, Uh, showcase your expertise, right? Because when you're sharing this content, you're you're showing people, hey, I can help you with this. I know what I'm talking about. And then your content pillar should also be the things that your ideal client wants and needs to know about. So I highly recommend you choose three to five content pillars for your business. And these content pillars will be the same across all of your social media channels. So the second thing I mentioned that can make social media easier for you is creating a content bank. So all a content bank is, it's a central repository where you can park your ideas. So I just use a Google doc. And so if I have an idea throughout the day, I just open my phone, put it on the Google doc. Oh, I should talk about, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, when you're showing up on video, right? So just make sure you're kind of recording these ideas as they come to you. Because as you know, most of our most brilliant ideas will come like in the shower, on a walk, or anytime we're not thinking about business, right? I, I
0: love it when I'm in the shower, and I have a brilliant idea. And like an hour later, I try to remember what it was, and, and it's completely gone an hour later. <laughs>
1: yeah, my that happens to me. Um, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll have this brilliant Uh, idea. And then I tell myself, oh, well, I'll remember this in the morning. No idea. Completely gone. (laughs) Now I actually keep a notebook by my bed. Um, So this is just so you can capture a bunch of ideas and you know that you have an idea to pull from anytime you feel like you don't know what to say. And then next you need an actual content plan. So you have your pillars, you have your content bank, and then the plan is, okay, this is what I'm going to share when I'm going to share it. So a content plan helps you plan your social media content in advance. It allows you to be intentional about your social media usage. It helps you repurpose content so you're not constantly creating new things. And it allows you to plan ahead for special events, promotions, and launches. And ideally, your content plan makes things easier for you. So, key elements of a content plan, and I'm going to share with you a link to download a content planning template here as well. So, a content plan will include the platforms you're using Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, the days that you're posting. So, that is something you will choose, right? Do you want to post? two times a week, three times a week, what are those days? The type of content you're posting, is it a video, is it a post, is it a quote? And then the intent of the content you're posting. And this is something I encourage you to think about when you're posting on social media too, is just as you want to ask yourself, why am I on social media? Why am I getting on social media today? you want to think about what is the purpose of this post or video? Is it to educate potential clients on something? Is it to connect, to share a more personal story? Or is it to promote something like a special sale or offer? And this is all covered in the content plan. So you can see how it lays out there. So the key to keeping content interesting is to have a variety. So you want to alternate the pillars you post about. So I'll post about business one day, then maybe marketing, then maybe mindset. You also want to alternate your intent, right? So the education posts, which are things like six tips to relieving your back pain, how to, you know, find the best massage therapist for you. Also Connection posts, right? Personal stories like, why did you go into this work? What do you love about it? You know, fun stories from your business or sharing your learnings. And then promotional posts, like I mentioned, you know, free offers or your paid services, any sales. Let's talk about a few more tips to make showing up on social even easier. And then we're going to move on to mindset. So using a scheduling platform, so like Later, Plan, or Planally are great platforms. I think they all still have free versions where you can lay out your content in advance. And this just makes it so much easier. So even if you're posting, even if you're scheduling a week in advance or two weeks in advance, this will save you a ton of time. What I personally do is I have like an hour an hour or two on Mondays. I think it's an hour at this point where I think about, you know, this is the content I'm going to share for the week and they'll actually schedule it out and write captions and then just be done with it. So during the week, if I go on social media, it's just to check in or engage, uh, decide on a schedule you can commit to. So consistency is really the most important thing and the social media platforms reward consistency. So Know if you can't commit to five days a week, and I, I don't think you need to be posting five days a week. Think about what you can commit to maybe it's twice a week, maybe it's sharing an Instagram story, you know, every other day. So, think about what consistency means for you and what you can sustain over time, and then practice good social media boundaries. So, I think. The reason why social media or one of the reasons social media can be challenging for those of us who are introverts or highly sensitive people is it just feels like it's so much, right? You open an app and it's like you have so many voices and so much content coming at you and some of it feels triggering, some of it feels draining. So you really want to practice good social media boundaries. And by that, I mean, you can decide in advance how much time you want to spend on social media. So Instagram has the, um, you can set a, a warning where, you know, you say, I only want to spend 30 minutes max a day, and they will tell you when your time is up. So practice deciding how much time you want to spend on social media and holding yourself accountable, whether you have to set a timer or use a tool like Instagram has, Uh, you can also set an intention each time you open an app. So I try to do this. So in the morning, you know, I'll have the intention to go into my Facebook group and, and, uh, write a post. And so I'll write the post, engage with a few people, and then get off the app. Uh, You can also curate your feed with accounts you find useful and inspiring. So if you find social media is triggering, don't be afraid to curate your feed. Like, unfollow people, hide them from your feed, do what you need to do to make it a good experience for you. Because if it's not a good experience, you're not going to want to show up. I always find
0: it so interesting, too, how quickly, you can change the type of content that you see based on how you engage on these social platforms, which I think is amazing. You know, I hear people complaining about, oh, I only see this and I only say that. And it's like, well, what are you engaging with? What are you, what are you interacting with? Yeah. If you're, if you're interacting with the, you know, we have, we have one in my community, it's called Steamboat Rants and Raves. It's a Facebook group and it's all about like complaining about stuff that's going on. Well, if you're commenting in there all the time, like Yeah. That's they're going to be the first thing that pops up. Totally.
1: Yeah. I mean, it can be a great indicator. Like what's showing up on your feed might be an, a mirror to how you're engaging on social. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's just going back to how can you, you know, how can you take the mindfulness and bring it into social media? This is another place where you can practice mindfulness. You can bring mindfulness, you can share that sense of mindfulness with others too. Okay, so I wanted to talk about using social media for local businesses because I know a lot of times local businesses wonder, well, do I need to be on social media if I'm just taking local clientele? And social media can still help you if you're building a local business. So I wanted to include some tips for you specifically. So as I said, you definitely want to, Include your location and contact information in your bio. You also want to tag your posts with your city or location. So especially on Instagram, because people can um, sort posts by location. So if you're a massage therapist in Chicago, and I would even put, you know, the area of Chicago you're in, uh, in your posts. You can connect with other local businesses on social media. So that is a great thing to do, especially if there are other prominent local businesses that have a large following, you want to connect with them, engage with their posts um, and maybe even do a collaboration. If it makes sense, also connect with the followers of other local businesses on social media. So if you are a massage therapist in Chicago and there's like a prominent yoga studio down the street and they have a big following, one thing you can do is go see who their followers are and start engaging with those followers. So that is a great thing to do to connect with more of that local clientele. And then consider online collaborations, Uh, Instagram lives or interviews with other local businesses on your social media page. I mean, this benefits you and the other business as well. Okay. Let's talk about mindset because I feel like, you know, people can have all the tips in the world. They can have all the content plan planning tools in the world, but if you're not feeling confident, you're not going to show up. Right. And so being able to show up and actually share is the most important piece of the puzzle. So have you ever worried or thought, you know, what if I look or sound stupid? No one cares what I have to say. What if nobody likes this? Or what if I forget what I'm supposed to say, or I get tongue tied in alive or, you know, the worst one, what if someone posts a negative comment? So these are all things that all of us think about. and. It is important to know that you can handle any of these things that happen, but there's an even bigger mindset shift that will help you that I want to share with you. The mindset shift is, it's not really about you. It is about you. You're showing up and you're sharing your business, but it's actually about connecting with the people you are meant to serve. It's not about getting the most followers or getting the most engagement or getting the most likes. It really is about connection, right? Especially in the type of business you're in, it's about that personal connection. If one person can see your post and connect with it and become a client or refer someone, you know, that is the most important thing. It's also about being of service to others and less about being perfect. So, I think perfection can be something that a lot of people are focused on on social media, looking a certain way, sounding a certain way, having a certain background, certain lighting, but it really is about how can I help others? And if you show up with that intention, okay, how can I help someone today on Facebook? How can I help someone today on Instagram? It just really takes the pressure off of you. And last is about knowing that what you have to share is valuable, whatever the results. So the biggest trap I see people fall into is, you know, making their results on social media mean something about them. Meaning like, say you post something and it's crickets or not that many people respond or no one comments. It doesn't need to mean anything about you or your business or your skills as a massage therapist your work is still valuable right that the algorithm doesn't determine the value of your work
0: well and i also think stacy that sometimes we might have posts that are crickets but that if someone is considering us considering working with us if they go to our profile and they see all of this valuable content Regardless of whether or not that one post performed well, it's going to play into a bigger role for how, how people decide who to choose as their provider. That is
1: a great, great point. Uh, I totally agree with you because I've even been in the, in those shoes where like I've been, I found someone on Instagram and considered working with them and then checked out their feed and saw all these things they shared. And it almost validates like, okay, this is the right person for me.
0: Yeah. This is the legitimate person. This one, this person has something great to offer. This person is on the same
1: page as me. They have the same values as me, all of that type of stuff. Totally. Yes, exactly. And also not everyone will engage. I mean, there are people that tell me, you know, I found you on Instagram and they never liked a post or commented, right? There's, you know, there's just people who will see what you're sharing, but not engage. Yeah.
0: And getting back, getting back to the idea that it doesn't really matter how many people engage as long as, as long as, you know, one person turns around and books an appointment and becomes a regular client, like you've been successful. Yeah,
1: exactly. One person. And, um, and I think when we can kind of reframe that way, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I like to say, if you're waiting for the confidence fairy, you'll just keep waiting. Like the confidence fairy isn't gonna show up at your door and wave her magic wand. And all of a sudden you feel totally confident to show up on social media. Like that unfortunately doesn't happen. But what happens is that confidence comes from actually taking action, from showing up and being willing to experiment from trusting yourself to figure it out, even if it's totally new to you. Confidence comes from not taking your results personally, being willing to show up and knowing that what you provide has value. Confidence comes from showing up. So show up and the confidence will come. I mean, I can tell you that I even... Even two, three years ago, I did not like doing video on social media. I avoided doing lives. I didn't even like to do them in my Facebook group. And now I just, you know, I just will show up and do them without thinking about it. But I had to take action, right, to get to this point. I had to show up and take baby steps to get there. So are you willing to have the courage and show up and to show up and be seen? So you have what it takes. You have what it takes within you to get visible, to put yourself out there and show up with confidence.
0: I guess I just wonder, you know, how on days when you really aren't feeling like you want to be too visible, like, do you have any
1: pep talks that you give yourself or... Yeah, that's such a great question. That's like probably the most asked question. Um, So two things. One is, um, you know, I'll try to plan in advance. So I at least have some posts already pre-written on later is what I use. So I could just publish that post worst case scenario. If I I don't even want to show up or deal with it, I can just publish a pre-written post. So that's one way. Um, another thing I'll do is if I'm, if I know I need, need to share something or, you know, it's been a while and I want to share something with my audience, but I'm just not having a good day. I'll usually just take a break and do something to clear my head. So maybe I'll sit down and meditate. I might go outside and go for a walk around the block. Maybe I'll do a quick workout to just kind of change it up. And uh, something sometimes when I'm in meditation, I'll ask, you know, what does my audience need to hear today? And I'll just see if an idea pops in and usually it does. And then when I get that idea, that's, that's the topic I share about. Yeah. I like that. I
0: I think that's really a good idea to, to walk away from the problem for a second. Yeah, totally. I mean, and
1: it'll shift your whole day. Right. I mean, it makes it easier to show up on social media, but it will also just shift your mood. Yeah. Yeah. Get out and go on that walk,
0: get some fresh air. Yes. <laughs> do you have do you have any advice for lives specifically, whether it's, you know, a Facebook live or an Instagram story? Like, do you have do you have any tips on how to maybe create engaging content in those ways? Yeah. Those yeah.
1: Areas? I think it depends. Um on the, the I want to say the medium, but the type of post too, like for Instagram stories, I think one really effective way to use stories is to offer some like personal behind the scenes content. It expires in a day, right? So it's a good time to share like, okay, this is what I'm up to today. Or look at what I saw on my walk today. Or, you know, this is the first thing I do when I get to my office or here's something I'm working on behind the scenes. So more like personal touch, it can be more casual on Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, a lot of personal connections can be made through stories when people are willing to share like just the everyday aspects of their life. Uh, And then when it comes to like a live, when it comes to a live, I'm usually a bit more prepared. So I will, you know, think about the topic i'm planning to share about i might have a rough outline um if i'm interviewing someone you know we'll have a rough outline just so you know because a live is like <laughs> you're kind of on the spotlight and a live is usually for a longer period of time so i put a little bit more prep into that and then do you find yourself rehearsing your lives before you go live or you just you just
0: prepare and then
1: it depends. I I often will. I'm thinking about the ones I do in my Facebook group. If it's, uh oh, I just, you know, want to update the group about this thing. I'll probably just jot some notes. But if I have like scheduled, like, you know, Friday, we're doing a workshop on this, I'll definitely prepare and I'll probably run through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then things like reels on Instagram can be, you know, <laughs> there are totally different Ball game. So they're more about, you know, short, entertaining pieces of video. Yeah. So one thing I usually do is like I pull ideas from my content bank, look at some of the trending audio and see, okay, what can I put together, you know, quickly? And what I try to do with Reels, just like the other social media posts, is to batch my content. So I'll have a day where I'm like, recording reels. So, so that day I'm like doing my hair and makeup and, you know, making sure that I'm like ready to be on video for a day. I might record like three or four reels and then I don't have to worry about it for a while. Yeah. Do you do outfit changes when you do that? Yeah. 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 I, you know, I used to put a lot of Pressure on myself, and now um, I, I usually choose like okay, three different shirts, and I'll usually try to take the use the first take because it ends up being the most natural, even if I like mess up in some way. Yeah. Um, and and that's the thing with Instagram. The pro and con is that the content is only fresh for like you know what minutes, hours. So like even if it fails you know, it'll be over quickly. (laughs) Right. So it's Instagram is actually a great place to experiment and see what types of content people are enjoying to like, what topics are they engaging with? What types of videos do they like? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, I think social media I I like what you say about how you put a lot of pressure on yourself in the beginning with doing reels, because I think social media can be really fun if we, if we take out that pressure of one, having to be perfect and two, that it's going to be like some permanent thing on our record, you know, if we, Mm -hmm. if we mess up or if we don't sound as poised as we want to, or if you know, maybe the information isn't as accurate as we later discover yeah. it could be. Um, and that, you know, if it's, if it's not something that people are hyper fixated on that, you know, we just have
1: fun with it. And I totally, it, I totally agree with you. And I think that shift to fun. Yeah. You have to kind of remove the perfectionism hat you have to remind yourself. I always remind my clients, like you can always delete it, right? If you, if you post something and you're like, Oh my God, that was terrible. You can always delete it. Um, and the other thing that can help take the pressure off is just realizing that social media is like one piece of your strategy. Right. Right. Like, especially with local businesses, you know, some businesses, they're getting all their clients from social media, but not, not you all. So like social media can be a place where you can have fun and experiment. And then you're also focusing on other ways to get clients. Yep. Yep. I like that. You know, if, if you take away anything, just remember that you can use social media and the way you want to use it. And how do you figure out the way you want to use it? You just start showing up and you experiment. And it 100% will get easier with time.
0: Yeah. I also kind of feel like with social media, if you, you know, say you're starting out with two platforms and one seems to be really be going gangbusters and the other is just complete crickets, continue to focus that attention on the one that's doing really well. Don't don't spread yourself so thin that you can't have inspiration at all because you're, you're just drowning in, you know. The despair of <laughs> despair might be too strong of a word, but you know, the, um, just feelings of self-doubt and criticism that, yeah. that one that, might bring.
1: That's a really great tip, honestly, for any type of marketing, like focus on what's working, put your attention on what's working. Yeah. Okay. So how do we find you? Yes. Um, okay. So my, I'm on Instagram at create underscore coaching, Uh, I'm also on Facebook. I'm mostly in my Facebook community. I don't really post that much on my business page, Um, but my community is free. It's called Build Your Brand, Be Yourself. It has also uh, other holistic entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. And then I have a free quiz where you can find your marketing superpower on my website at createcoachingconsulting.com.
0: I'm super excited to take the quiz. I didn't
1: know you had a free quiz. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because marketing is like, the biggest pain point of the people I work with. I try to make it easier. And I think that the best way to market is to use your own strengths. So that's what the quiz results will tell you. I'm I'm a sucker for a good quiz. (laughs) Yeah, I love them too.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing all of your knowledge. And um, I'm excited to, like I said, take that quiz and start following you and um, check out this free content planner as well that you- that you gave us a link to. Yes.
1: Yeah. And that's, I set up for specifically for you guys. So it's not a uh, opt-in on my website. It's just for you in this presentation. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And please reach out to us if you have any questions or topics you would like covered. We love suggestions. Find us at www.alignwiththemassagebusinessmama.com. Also, we wouldn't hate it if you were inclined to share or review our episode. Until next time, stay healthy, massage therapists.